Welcome to Kitchen Nice Boys, a Kitchen Nightmares recap podcast. I'm the best boy in town with the tightest pants, Austin Jones. And I'm uh, tight as well. Chain and go. All the right the areas. Chafing everywhere. I'm chasing dreams. Chasing paper. Chasing the gold. Chasing Amy. I'm- Chafing underneath my arms because I forgot to wear deodorant. Chafing around the bad area of my tight pants. And I got a lot of uh, swamp butt going on, if you know what I mean. (laughs) My trousers are a little moist, if you know what I'm saying. This is a good one so far. Better than uh, episode seven, at least. Um, Yeah, they all are. Episode seven sucked. We're making a promise from here on out that every episode will be at least better than episode seven. So, sorry about that stink. But not as good everybody. as episode two, because we're never cussing. Yeah, no more cusses unless we decide to do an episode that's exclusively cusses. Which may we're be coming down doing, the pipeline. We're only doing cussing in that one. Only uh, big bad cusses. That's the only way I talk from now on. I have a frog in my throat, so if I sound real sensual and sexy, and then you get really horny listening to this, I apologize in advance. Sorry for all the horny people after this episode. If you guys go home to your significant others, and in nine months there's a lot of babies, don't blame Shane. But do, because I sound like... um a boys to men song like at the end when it's like girl i've been thinking about you a long time mm. and i want to like get back that. with you and mm. then now we come to the end of the road that part i'm like that part of that boys to men song end of the road wow so if that happens to you it's you natural you get a big uh, baby in a couple nine months. Just name it Shane for us and uh, tweet at Kitchen Ice Boys your baby after this episode. Yep. Show us, but your only kitchen if you're nice baby. Only if you're married, because this is a <laughs> just gonna, I'm this just is a holiness up. podcast. <laughs> Welcome um. to the holiness podcast. Uh... <laughs> you don't know why we're laughing. Well, buddy boy, oh. other than your frog, how's your week been doing? Dude, I'm on vacation. Nice. I ate a chicken guy. I'm Tell living us. a brand new lifestyle. You want to know right, what that lifestyle is called? Tell me. The donkey sauce lifestyle. <laughs> okay. I wear flames on my shirt. I'm dyeing my facial hair. Uh, I yeah. only wear sunglasses exclusively on the back of my head i moonlight out of spencer's gifts i'm living it man i'm doing it right now i'm large and in charge baby you're you're living your best life right now i'm living the life only life we should be living 
is uh, the donkey sauce lifestyle. Folks, if you don't know what donkey sauce is, it's what Guy Fieri calls uh, garlic aioli with a little bit of Worcestershire sauce in it. And a wee bit of mayonnaise. Well, that's the aioli part. We both took a drink, so that was dead air, baby. Um, hey, guess what? <laughs> hey. They're used to dead air. They listened to an hour of this episode. Hey, folks, we have a hey. lot of fun here. Thanks for joining we're, us today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're going to save that bit. Just wait till the next couple episodes. We'll do that bit again if you really like it. My favorite bit is where we end the show four minutes in, and then we play the decaduca decaduca part. And I don't like any other bit we do. Tell us about Chicken Guy. Um, it was delicious. So you walk in, and then mm-hmm. everything is painted with like these chickens with mohawks, right? And the chickens <laughs> all have like goatees, and they're wearing sunglasses. I wish I was making this part up, but this is all real. <laughs> That's and amazing. It's awesome. And then right next to the register, there is a uh like a cutout of celebrity chef Guy Fieri. Yes, and he's holding yes, he, he's holding a chicken. And I think that's a little messed up. <laughs> hey, bud, I'm about to kill you real good. Hey man, we're gonna restaurant. do mur- we're gonna do murders to you, turn you into chicken strips. Oh man, that's amazing. How was the food? It was fantastic. Like, I don't even, I'm not even joking. Everything was, like, seasoned well. Everything was fresh. The um, the breading was, like, a, a breadcrumb-based breading for a chicken strip. Mm. Kind of like shake and bake, but, like, really, like, well, like, a well-done yeah. shake and bake. You know? You know but what not I mean? store-bought. Yeah, I know no, what you're no. saying. No, everything was made from scratch. All the sauces were made from scratch. I I had the choice of two sauces. And I got donkey sauce because that lifestyle Natch. I be living. Natch. And then I Natch got donkey. a Nashville honey hot. Mm. And it was like a sweet hot sauce that I dipped my boys in. And then we had the mac and cheese that I mentioned on the prior episode. And it tasted really, really good. But like the base was definitely like Velveeta. Mm. <laughs> like you, it had that like American cheese like melt to it and i'm like oh all right guy i see what you're doing you gotta cut corners so uh Alyssa and i were in the store recently and we saw a cut out of the good man shaquille o'neal and she definitely thought it was a real person standing just in the men's clothing section but it wasn't also shaquille o'neal she thought that she saw shaq yeah, she thought that the cutout of Shaquille O'Neal was a real person standing 24 feet tall inside this uh, J.C. Penney's. Have you ever seen Shaquille O'Neal in person? No, but I saw him on WWE TV once when he stood up to Big Show, who is 7 foot tall, 500 pounds, and he towered over the Big the Show. The world's biggest athlete. That's Marcus Henry. The second... Sexual, sexual chocolate. Sexual Henry. That's my favorite of the Harry Potter books. Harry Potter and the Sexual Henry. Oh, man. So you... That's another thing we can talk about. You just started watching the Henry Potter movies, I correct? I did just start watching uh, Henry Potter 
and his friends uh his friends hormone and uh and uh, uh rom 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 weasel and their misadventures wow what was your favorite uh what was your favorite part who's your favorite character My favorite uh character is Steve I really like Steve a lot I think that he brought a lot to the to the books <laughs> he brought a lot to the but I haven't I yeah. haven't seen the books I've only watched the movies right and there's a lot of differences between the books and the movies yeah like with uh with movies you watch I... them. yeah and with books you read it's them. just words in the books was just words, no pictures. There's not any good parts. There's not like any uh, no explosions and cool words. sounds. Yeah, um, there's you can't. You, you see, have to kind of see how give, hot uh, Harry's friend hormone is in the books. Yeah, you kind of had to guess what people look like. Their their features aren't one hundred percent described in a lot of right. books. But I'm just like I really just can't get over how much I enjoy the character of of Hormone Ranger. Yeah, Hormone is a great character. She's so smart. She knows how to use magics. She's a mudblood. Her parents were muggles. She do be having. Um, she do be having real good being at magic. She know all she magic does potions, and it's real cool. She makes pew pews come out of her stick. I love Henry Potter. My favorite character is the house elf Robbie. He uh, he's my favorite one. Is that that's the one? He's that's real like cool. Really into skateboarding, right? skateboarding uh he is all the time getting into like growing organic like uh you know stuff uh everybody loves robbie the house elf yeah i really like um henry i really like henry potter and that really big giant guy glenn yeah the guy that finds him glenn 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 finds him (laughs) Tells him he's a wazard. Hey, buddy, you're a witch. I love. <laughs> you're a witcher, Another, Harry. Well, a s- similarities between the books and the movies. You can enjoy a snack at the movies. You can enjoy a snack at home when you read your book. And if you get really hungry and you don't have any snacks, you could just tear pages out of the book and gnaw on those boys for a bit. Books and movies are so good. Anyway, if you guys have seen Henry Potter, let us know. We'd like to talk about Henry Potter a lot. Ranger, Glenn, Robbie, the whole gang. The whole gang. Let us know uh, about Professor uh, and Professor Diebeldob and all those guys. We love them all. They're such a good book. Double Door? What's his name? Dumbledore? Yeah. D- Dumbledore and his brother who runs the the beer place in town, Diebeldob. They're good boys. Yeah, they're from the <laughs> uh their parents were just really good like really good um scatters. They just did scatting. So when they <laughs> named him they were like it's Diebeldob. 
People drop double door. <laughs> oh, man. I love Henry Potter. I love Henry Potter, but most of all, I love yeah. this show. This year, the year of our Lord, 2018. 20 years ago, in the year of the devil, 1998, a movie came out. A movie that I love. I want to talk about. It's 20th anniversary. Uh, we would have talked about it when it came out in April, but we weren't doing the Popcats then. We're doing the Popcats the now. The movie I'm supposed So we got to talk about it. Movie I'm specifically re- referencing, and, and, you know, studio audience, let us know if you've seen it. It's uh, th- Three Ninjas, High Noon, at Mega Mount. Starring a world-renowned wrestle boy, Terry Bollea. Starring Terry Bollea, Lonnie Anderson, Jim Varney. There's so many good people in this movie. I don't know uh, if you know this. If you haven't seen Three Ninjas. Jim Varney is my fourth cousin. Like, that's not even a bit. That's real. On my mom's side. That's awesome. J- J- that's why you're you, you're so comedy. Yeah, because I got Ernest running through you know these how, veins. You know how people talk about like spiritual anointings? You're blessed by like all those guys. You got the comedy anointing from Jim Varney. It like trickled into your. I got a little bit of slinky dog in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably get that checked you, out. You see my you. <laughs> you see under my arm right here? That's Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> hey, right below right below my left testicle, uh, a, a little bit on my leg, that right there, that's Ernest Goes Camp. My, You see my oh, ankles? Man. That's the Beverly Hillbillies remake. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a quick synopsis. Of uh, three ninjas hiding in Mega Mountain. Ninja Brothers, Colt, Rocky, and Tum Tum go to an amusement park to get a glimpse of their idol, action star, Dave Dragon. But when evil masterminds Medusa and Lothar Zog descend on the park, the boys are thrust into a real-life shoot-em-up. Now they must use their martial arts training to defend the park's helpless guests, getting a little assistance from their longtime hero. Now... I want to talk real quick about the cover of this movie. Okay. You see, there's a white screen. There's white, and there's three ninjas in red. High noon at Mega Mountain. You got the three boys in front. And then in the back is just Dave Dragon ripping apart everything with uh, roller coasters in the background. Dave Dragon. him has got Terry Balea. on his chest, and he's wearing a real bad wig. I don't know if you know this, but yeah. uh, well, Terry Balea has been sewing hair into his bandanas since 1996 the man has been bald here's the thing about that real since your parents were kids <laughs> here's the thing about that real bad wig though it's better than any hair he's ever had ever oh that's true <laughs> i think he should have like adopted uh, oh it man and, like that would have been his thing because like you know like jason alexander sometimes he wears a wig and it looks pretty good. Like, he looks pretty good with a hairpiece. Yeah. I think that, like, Terry Bollea just needs to commit. Kevin, Kevin Malone has a hairpiece, and uh, sometimes it looks pretty good. Yeah, that's a thing, though. Uh, there, There's a head coach of what football team? Um, West Virginia. That I don't know his name, but that homeboy, he uh, 
like he's got really long hair in the back. Like it's pretty long, but like up at the top, it's just wisps. It's just just what used to be or what could have been, he just hanging that, on to he, the top of his head. And it's like, bud, he got that bozo hair. You just gotta either ca- l- listen, man. If it's going away, get rid of it. I have a friend who's younger than me whose hair was going away, and he, he got rid Captain of it, Picard. and now he looks good. Sometimes you just got to Picard it, my dude. Yeah, name. went full Captain Picard. That's the move. Got to Picard it. You got to do what Dwayne did. Dwayne went bald. <laughs> that didn't stop him. He got bigger muscles. And na- now he... <laughs> Here's what happens. Maybe we should shave our heads if we want bigger muscles. That's all I'm saying. I'm down. Like, I think I'm... my hair might be receding. If Alyssa... If Alyssa didn't make me have hair, I wouldn't have hair. I'm so sick of like having to deal with it all the time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if I could be bald headed, I would be bald headed. That would that just seems like a good time to me. Um, I like, and we can cut this out if if uh it's if you don't want me to talk about it. But like, your boss has the sickest hair, and he doesn't have hair. He just has sideburns. Oh, my boss yeah. Paul. Paul just has sideburns, yes. and it's the coolest he's got crap a wicked, in the world. He's got a, he's got a wicked he's goatee. He's got a, an insane goatee. He's got, he looks like the lead singer of Anthrax. It's a, uh, he, uh, Scott Ian is not the lead singer. He's like the bass player, isn't he? I don't know. I don't listen to that Satan music. Uh, okay, Randy Halcom <laughs> does, so <laughs> joke's on Shouts you. out Randy uh, Randall uh, Halcom. <laughs> Shout out to Randy. Hey, um, last week we did some shout outs. Can we do a call out right now? And I'm going to call out this person every episode. Yeah, do it. Is it. I'm calling out Mike Moore again. We talked about him last week. I'm going to call him out this week. Meet me on the court if you're ready, baby. I'll take you down. He's going to M- NBA jam you, dude. You don't even know. You know when, like... I'm going to get... You know when you Tell play me. that that NBA Let's Jam game, d- just r- and then the the flame starts coming out of that ball real good. That's what it's like when Mike Mike Moore yeah. plays basketballs. No, we're not talking about how good Mike Moore is. I'm calling him out, saying I'm gonna beat you're not him gonna at win. it. <laughs> like I I'm with you on most things, but <laughs> That's you're a- not gonna beat Mike Moore. I've got a full foot on Mike Moore. There's no way he's beating me. Yeah, but me. he's got like a dripping wet jump Mike shot. M- Mike Moore, I'm calling you out on that weak jump shot, that titty baby jump shot you ain't no, even dude, got. His- I was going to say that before you said wet jump shot, and you would have laughed at it. Dang it, Shane. Edit this out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm keeping it. That's what happens when you give me we- diplomatic immunity. I'm taking... I'm taking Guess down what? Mike Moore. I'm taking Guess him what? down. It's been revoked. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, so much for talking about Three Ninjas. There's another thing. <laughs> Dave Dragon. <laughs> said one thing about Three Ninjas. <laughs> That's the all we wanted to talk about is Dave um, Dragon. I wonder, if um, you make t-shirts one more quick out there, thing. if you can make yeah, go ahead. a Dave Dragon t-shirt with like... You know what? We I bet there's some online. Dude, if only there was a way we could find out. I'm going to look right now for a Dave Dragon t-shirt. <laughs> if only. 
If only we were sitting in front of computers as we record this. Maybe if I typed T-shirt instead of R-shirt. I think you would know what you're talking about. Oh, dude. There is no Dave Dragon Dragon T-shirts. Dude, yeah, there one, are some cool dragons. Same t-shirts. results as me on the Goog, but there's one where it's a red dragon with like a purple background, and I want it. Oh, Dave Dragon. I think Green I don't know Dave if I Dave. see that one. Yeah, uh, real quick, you tagged me in a video on Facebook today, and I didn't know this, um, and I feel bad for not knowing it, but today is. Anniversary of Scooby-Doo, where are you? It premiered today, September 13th, 1969. Nice. Nice. Uh, Premiered today, so shout out to Scooby-Doo. Shout out to Norval Rogers. Shout out to Vilma Dinkley. Shout out to Daphne Blake. Shout out to Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) Daphne Blake is a real hot name. (laughs) Daphne Blake sounds like the hottest girl in your high school. Daphne Blake sounds like... She was the hottest girl at Coolsville High. That's true. God, I wish I lived in a place called Coolsville. Probably in California with a bunch of chodes. (laughs) I... Coolsville High. Coolsville is a cool place, but there's a lot of spooky ghosts there. I feel like that's like the risk you got to take when you move to a town called Coolsville, though. Like, they're like, yeah, it's called Coolsville. That's going to (laughs) be on your address when you give it to people. But you might run into some witches or ghosts or ghouls or Draculas. I feel like I'll be like, okay, but what's the what's the postal code? What's the zip code for Coolsville? And they're like four twenty sixty nine. And you're like, oh, all right, yeah, that's worth it. And then, <laughs> and you move to Coolsville. You got to deal with the Ghoulsville, but you got a pretty sick address. What if you lived in? There it was. What if you lived in a house? Yeah, tell and me. And your address was six six six. Radtastic Lane, Coolsville, California, four twenty sixty nine. Then you're living you if you do that and you're living a donkey sauce lifestyle, <laughs> you've reached Nirvana and you get taken straight to the you know good how place. Like, That's it. <laughs> you know in the Bible where like some people like didn't die, they just got called up to heaven. Like the minute Correct. you put your key in the door of that address at six 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 Radtastic Lane, Coolsville, <laughs> California four twenty six nine. Yeah, you just immediately disintegrate and go to heaven. As long as you're living the donkey sauce lifestyle, you got to be walking dude, the walk. I live a okay, donkey sauce you have lifestyle. To, you have to know. Eight, my dude. I never stop. I got donkey sauce in my veins. It's Jim oh, Varney yeah. and donkey sauce, and that's it. <laughs> started on this on kitchen nightmares no but we will <laughs> okay all um, right well let's talk about something else then i i did want to talk about something else but now i can't remember what it was mm. we talked about scooby-doo we did we talked about donkey sauce correct we talked about henry potter yes we did 
What else did we talk about? We talked about three ninjas for about five seconds. We talked about Dave Dragon. Who's your favorite three ninja? Hmm. I'm attracted to the tough guys. So Rocky, the the he's the or who's the older one? Colt. Colt's oldest, right? The oldest one. No, Rocky's then the that's oldest the one. one. Rocky loves Emily. Yeah, yeah. Then Rocky's the one I like. I like the the big bad boy. So, do you like like the Red Ranger when you think about Power Rangers? No, I like the green and the white Ranger. Oh, my favorite's Tum Tum. I feel like I associate my whole life. Like I feel like Tum Tum is living the donkey sauce lifestyle. He's, For sure. He's definitely like he works at Spencer's gifts when he's not ninja-ing. And uh Love Tum Tum. He's always you know who else is living a donkey sauce lifestyle? Who? Scooby and Shaggy, dude. They are they oh. might have invented so, the donkey sauce lifestyle. <laughs> That's who Guy Fieri built his entire persona around. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy. Uh so in the supercut, there's like a five minute video that was talking about when Scooby Doo and like there's just a, a, like a forty five to a minute segment of it where Shaggy's just making sandwiches and he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make a sandwich and he's like, this is my sardine marshmallow chocolate fudge surprise and it's like a sandwich that's stacked like twenty pieces of bread high and boy does that sound disgusting but. That's what donkey sauce sounds like to me. <laughs> Just a disgusting mix of stuff. Yeah, buddy. But I love how much we talk about Scooby-Doo on this podcast. This is, you can't not. Here's the thing about Scooby-Doo's a way of life, baby. All right, let's talk about Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, so season one, episode nine. We're almost done with season one, according to uh, Reality TV Revisited. There's only 10 episodes, but there's definitely like 20. So um, I don't know what we're going to do when we get to that point. Uh, uh, probably quit or blow our brains out. Maybe both. Um <laughs> This episode was good. It was decent. Maybe. There's some good moments in there. There's some really, like, you know how, like, there's bad moments and then there's good moments? This one's sure. chock full horny of good moments, dude. Uh, We'll get to those. Yeah. But, like, yeah, this is a fun one. But then, like, halfway through describing it, I'm probably going to contradict myself like I did in episode seven. But we'll see. Yeah, because you're like, this was a good, like, you were heartfelt on how good the episode was. And then, like, and then you just did in, not like, want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it at all. <laughs> I was having a day that day, boys. I did a lot of heavy cussing. That's why you shouldn't cuss, because when you do heavy cussing before you record a podcast, it just, like, puts a damper on your mood. That's why I don't cuss, except for an episode no two. No cusses. Um,. There's a streamer uh, I watch, and he plays Fortnite, and he doesn't do cusses. Well, he was playing with a guy that cusses a lot, and I saw a video from his stream where he was streaming by himself. He hadn't got onto the other guy's stream yet where he wasn't allowed to cuss. So before, he's like, oh, yeah, I can't cuss on this guy's stream. So before, like, the scream loads, he just starts screaming, like, all the cusses, all the big baby bad cusses, and getting them all out. Give us an example. He plays the game. 
you know what? I'm uh, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of me being the only one that gets bleeped on this podcast. Oh no. He says things like aspirin and uh ship and uh bench and another word that starts with the F and ends with a CK. Fire truck. Fire truck. So it's <laughs> It's real bad. It's going to suck when you get bleeped and everybody thinks that you cussed. (laughs) No, I don't. I didn't. I don't do the cuss. Um, I'm just Uh, being I'm just being real. I don't like being the only one that gets bleeped on this podcast because Austin, I know you don't cuss, but it's going to be hilarious when I bleep you. And I think from here on on, I'm going to start doing random bleeps. I don't like that you're playing God with me. This isn't okay. You gave me this power. I got diplomatic you... immunity. <laughs> you gotta say you it. Took the power. You gotta say it. What? It's been revoked. Like the. It's. It's. Uh... Oh man! I got diplomatic Com- immunity. So the very. The very first thing about this episode is there's no more aggressive surf music. It's just theme music. Doesn't say aggressive, sir. It. It's, it's the same. It just music, says theme, but the entire vi- vibe has changed because that's not in the captions anymore. They stopped yeah, living I'm not that as donkey excited sauce about lifestyle. It. <laughs> they just dipped out, uh, quite literally, and it really bummed me out. We're going all the way to Fairlawn, New Jersey. Why do they go to these weird name cities? There was Fairlawn, Tuckahoe, Pomona, just like the weird, just like the most. No offense if you live there, but it's a sucky name, Nobody's baby. Nobody's listening in Tuckahoe. Nobody's listening in Fairlawn. Oh, man. Uh, the owner is... So, the owner, Joe... Joe, Joe who? Joe Mama. <laughs> got him. We got him, boys. Donkey sauce. 25 eight. <laughs> 426969 420 Takashi Coolsville, California. <laughs> that's our that's our P.O. box. If you want to send P.O. box if you want to send us box six 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 Coolsville, California, Rad Street. Coolsville, California. Four twenty six nine, baby. I can't stop laughing at that. <laughs> uh, Exti- uh, to care of, care of PO Box three eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Josette's a waitress. Jessica's a waitress. There's a guy locked in a freezer for the whole episode, and then Gene, the head chef. <laughs> there is a tiny little Asian man locked in the freezer. There's like in the supercut, they keep locking this man in the freezer, and they're like, "Let him out of the freezer." <laughs> Yeah, and then they they live a real lax. Uh, you're not even know what the cast. What am I doing talking about the show? I just said the cast. Oh, cool. Then uh, they 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 say a, a few times that yeah, it's just like high school. I don't know about you, but high school sucked for me because I was the only one at my high school. Mm. So I had a little bit different experience than you, but also that's weird. Didn't <laughs> yeah, because I went to public school. Um, yeah, you're the weird one. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that's uncomfortable. I went to the school of hard knocks uh, via donkey sauce. 
Shane Torres has that great joke about homeschool kids where he says they always come up to you and the first thing they say is like the nuttiest thing you ever heard. It's never something normal like, hi, my name's Steve. It's always, hi, my name's Baxter and my dad puts honey in our milk. (laughs) (laughs) He says they always smell like socks that came out of the dryer. (laughs) Just like the weirdest (laughs) kids. Oh, man. I love Shane Torres. Uh, look him up. Go buy He's his a album. Good boy. Yeah. Established in 1989. Go check it out. Yeah, it's a great album. It's a, it's a really funny album. There's a lot of good joke in it. But I guess if you were popular in high school, this restaurant would have been like high school for you. Um, just a bunch of ding butts. Just a bunch of idiots. Douchers, man. Douchebags. Just they're like, oh, we're, uh, and this one girl's like, I'm the biggest flirt, and she's flirting with all the boys. And then the the sous chef was like, yeah, I'm still a kid. I got a tattoo and a tongue ring. It's whatever. I want to say that he's living the donkey sauce lifestyle, but at the same time, I don't think he is. Here's the thing, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri to me doesn't even look like a doucher you know he said guy fieri owns guy fieri you know like we talked about last week guy fieri from guy fieri fame like he knows <laughs> you know he's got well, renowned guy fieri doing he, guy fieri stuff he's got that whole thing nailed down to me a doucher is like a chad or a brad like you know one of the dudes they got a visor with like hair gel just like slothing out of the side of it and then they wearing polos and khakis. Do you want to know what the difference is? Sure. I think it can all be taken back to one factor. Yeah. You could wear exactly what Guy Fieri is wearing mm-hmm. and be a doucher, mm-hmm. but you can also be ex- uh, wearing exactly what Guy Fieri is wearing and being the best. And th- that factor is... How fun are you at a barbecue? <laughs> yeah, tell me. Like, are you are you playing cornhole? You play- are you throwing people natty lights? Are you manning the grill? Are you on the grill saying cool stuff like, hey, man, toss me, toss me that hacky sack? If you're on the grill and you're wearing an apron, what does your fun chef's apron say? <laughs> License to grill. License- Grilling me softly. <laughs> Yeah, those are all great ones. <laughs> to grill a mockingbird. Oh man. Uh kiss the cook. It's griller. It's griller night, baby. All kinds of grill stuff going on. Ghostface Grilla. Oh man. I can't think of any more kill or grill pun jokes. Grill kill grill volume two, return of the the fun sausage. Grill Bill. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, what's your favorite food to have on the grill? Mm. Besides, like, the obvious answers, like steak. Everybody likes steak. I like it. If you can make a good burger, uh, I'm down for that. Like, I, I don't. my grandpa, when he makes burgers... He marinades them overnight, and he marinades them in, like, a mixture of barbecue sauce and Coca-Cola, and then, like, cooks them, and, like, Gary Taylor gets down on that burger life. They're real good. Dude, that sounds great. Yeah, it's pretty good. What do you put on your burger? <laughs> um, Are you a uh, man? 
I'll tell you what I I like mine with lettuce and tomato, Heinz fifty seven and French fried potatoes, uh, a cool uh kosher pickle and a cold draft beer is what I like on mine. That sounds like a like a, I don't know, probably like like a cheese like a like a cheeseburger in paradise almost. Yeah, it's like the perfect cheeseburger, and you can have it anytime. <laughs> Anywhere you want it. But when you eat it, it takes you to paradise. <laughs> it's like a cheeseburger in paradise. You got to cook it medium rare. Uh, I want you to put a Band-Aid on that burger, and it would have lived. <laughs> I don't like meats well done. They're gross. Any kind of meat... I. I used to eat burgers well done, and then I started eating them medium rare, and they just became like so much easier to eat rather than having to chew a piece of meat like 15 times and then swallow it. Because sometimes eating a burger well done or any kind of meat well done can be a chore, like real talk. Yeah, dude. I'd love just like a bloody burger. It's good. Get all I feel like you get more flavor. You cook mm. all the flavor out of it when you're cooking it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a good point. So, uh, old old Joe owns owns his owes his vendors like eighty thousand dollars, and that's really all we figure out about his debt. To owe your vendors eighty thousand dollars, I I mean, one imagine how much like how behind on rent he is and stuff. Yeah, if you owe your vendors eighty thousand dollars, one. They definitely ain't doing business with you, so you're going to have to find new vendors. Uh, oh, for sure. This guy's a crazy. Next thing we see is our dad, Gordon, he's in a taxi. But not just any taxi. He's in the cash cab. And Dang it. <laughs> oh, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say cash cab, and you beat me to it. So he, we, we've been doing this a lot recently. Like last week... <laughs> Whenever we said Saxman at the same exact time, yeah, that was an organic moment of friendship. That well, Peyton, was real. Peyton called me yesterday and said that him and I must be on some kind of like telepathic wavelength because at right about the same time that I started getting heavy into pickles again, so did he. He said he like ate like three jars of pickles last week. Just went <laughs> just like killing pickles. It's like. Oh man, that's real weird. Just housing pickles. So here we are. Gordon gets to Campania's. It's at a strip mall. Uh, so it looks on the inside. It looks like your grandma's house, is what I would say. It's real like. There's a lot of doilies. A lot of knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> just like there's tiny little bears that are like praying. Yeah. Those type of There's pictures of angels on the wall, uh, like <laughs> weird, like crocheted stuff. Like I don't know. It's a uh, a lot of a lot of rocking chairs. Was so weird. There's thing. a there's a velvet painting of Jesus. Yeah. In like a frame that's made out of dark stained wood from well, the 70s. Well, Grandma thinks it's Jesus. It's actually Obi Wan Kenobi, but no one has the heart to tell her like what the truth is. And then is. she has she has a separate. A separate photo of Jesus that's just Kenny Loggins. Yeah. <laughs> She's got Kenny and Obi right next to each other. <laughs> like, my two Jesuses. Oh, it's, She's got that uh, sewn into a pillow. 
appliances don't work here. Like in the kitchen, there's once again ovens that don't work. There's handles. Everything's it's broken. It's crap. There's an Asian in the freezer that lives there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a real big issue that they got to get solved uh, real quick. Um, <clears throat> Gordon sits down. He says hi to Josette. She's kind of got a like an attitude. She's got an. She's got, and it's not that bad though. It's not as bad as some people we've seen. It's just like a, you know what I mean. You want to run that one by me again? Yeah, it's kind of like a, you know what I'm saying. I think I'm picking up where you're laying down. Yeah, just kind of like a, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a little bit like a. Yeah, one of those. Kind of close to like a, but not quite there. No, it's somewhere between Tasmanian Devil and Tim Taylor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) That's a good Taz impression. Thanks, dog. I've been working on it since 1996 when Space Jam came out. (laughs) Gordon sits down. He orders Brodo tortellini soup. Um... He orders ravioli and he orders a pistachio crusted chicken. Oh my god! No, no crab cakes this time. No salmon this time. Just other food. He's at an Italian restaurant. He's at the Ace. It's so 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 spicy. Spaghetti kiss. Hey, I take it and I make the meat as salty. Just a little salty. It's still okay to do that voice, by the way. It's not racist yet. It's not racist yet. Give it time, though. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the soup is bland. There's homemade, quote, tortellini shells. You know when you get, um, like, when you're, okay, I'm going to be a little crass when you're on the turlet. Mm -hmm. And you get, like, little, and it's cheap toilet paper, and you get, like, little bits of toilet paper, and they just fall in the toilet because your toilet paper falls apart? Yeah. That's what the tortellini looked like. It says... <laughs> That's gross. Uh, it's, it's, they I, they I bought it... sorry for being crass. <laughs> they bought it at Aldi's. It's that homemade tortellinis, you know? That's what she says. She's like, we, we buy it from a place that makes it homemade. Gordon says, homemade means it's made on the site. Cut the crap! He, he gets real upset about it in the camera. He, um, he rolls his eyes twice. Like, they go back, they come back around, kind of like yeah. a cartoon character that wins the jackpot of love in their eyes when they see a pretty lady. Yeah, and it looks like a slot machine. Yeah. Like that. Uh, jackpot uh, of Love is my favorite uh, Kenny Loggins album. Speaking Jackpot of-, of Love is my favorite Kiss song. <laughs> Jackpot of Love is my favorite Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> J- uh, Jackpot of Love is the sequel to 10 Things I Hate About You. Jackpot of Love is the name of my world tour. All right, now we've done a lot uh, of bits here. Let's get down to... Jackpot the of room. Love is what Kevin Love calls his bedroom. <laughs> uh <laughs> Holden, briefly. Jackpot of Love is what um, Mike Love from the Beach Boys calls his hat collection. Boom. 
Uh, the ravioli, there's too much garlic, and the pistachio crusted chicken, ooh, is dry and sweet. It looks like tree. Looks like a dang. It looks like a like a. I don't know. It looks like there's river rocks. You ever go to like a river and you see all the little river rocks? It looks like that's what's on top of the chicken. Just a bunch of <laughs> it little river look rocks. Good. Um. So the the kitchen is they're like just crazy back there. Remember, it's com- it's Campania High, and everybody's flirting with everybody. Uh, here's what I don't understand about this show, because Gordon goes back there, you know, he does the spiel, he tells them their food sucks, because it do. Why in the world does everyone think that their food is so good that when the, uh, like, you volunteered for him to come here. You, you called asked him, him, dog. Yeah, and he is the best chef in the world, and for whatever reason, you get butt hurt when he says your pistachio-crusted chicken wasn't good. Yeah, more like your pistachio busted chicken wasn't good, folks. Oh, thank you for joining. Dunk on him, Shane. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you you got nuts on your chicken? You want to know what's nuts? Your yeah. menu. Boom. Putting- Welcome to Death Jam, nice boys. Get ready to get dunked on. Hey, your mama's so fat, and she eat your food. The walk-in the next day, like Gordon checks all the junk. The walk-in has so much product in it, so much waste. Yeah, it's it's chock full, and he brings uh, the little Asian man a blanket, which I think is really sweet of Gordon. <laughs> yeah, he uh, hey hey Joe, hey Gene, you guys ever heard of food cost? You know what that is? <laughs> Uh, you ever worked in a restaurant before? Uh, and no, they haven't is the thing. Joe doesn't know anything. They, like, he just, one day, he just, I'm open a restaurant. That's the thing we forgot to mention. He doesn't know about food. He doesn't know about running a business. He doesn't know about any of that. He just wanted to hang out with his buds and flirt with ladies, even though he's a married man that we find out later. <clears throat> yeah. What a scrub. Um. Gordon takes them to business school. He's like, hey, butt nuts, there's $500 of stuff I can throw away right here, right now. And all you're doing is, and is you're just, throwing money into the garbage. And you're just throwing <clears throat> money away, man. So dinner service, uh, they have 11 staff and maybe eight customers. And- so there's this guy who leaves early. Because, like I said, they have like 11 on staff and maybe 8 people in the restaurant. And his name is Trucks. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't know a lot about Trucks. We just Trucks uh, plays guitar. Maybe. We know that about Trucks. (laughs) He says, go "Go play your guitar, Trucks. He says, uh, go home, Trucks. And Gordon says, yeah, see you, you, bud. Get a haircut. Uh, It's like... They're just dunking on trucks. It's like, first, I don't get these hours because Gordon told me to go home. And now he's dunking on my haircut. (laughs) What is this? Pick on trucks day? So trucks is there and then he's not. And that's all we see for little trucks the rest of the show. And then he cuts another person, too. Yeah. Uh, She's mad about it. Oh, Um, maybe. Also, he definitely decided that on looks 
He's like, mm, I'm going to pick the ugliest one to go home because I want to look at these other ones. Yeah, the, he's not a good manager or husband or boy. Uh, old, no. Old mama there, Joe Mama. Uh, <laughs> old mama. Old mama and trucks. That sounds like a sitcom from the uh, <laughs> early 80s. Uh, the whole the spinoff of it was a spinoff of the Jeffersons. <laughs> Jefferson. It was in between Jefferson's and Sanford and Son as Old Mama and Trucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the the place is holding on food, and then Josette says, Campania's known for waiting three hours for your food. That's not a good thing, that's not Josette. That's a good thing, bud. That's, that's not what you're supposed to be known for. Uh <laughs> One guy is sitting at his table, and he calls a pizza place to order pizza while he's at the table waiting on his food. That was the funniest crap I've ever seen. <laughs> I've thought about doing that before, but never have. I mean, um, what's the longest? How long will you wait for food before you walk out of a restaurant, dude? One time at a church thing. Well, here I've walked out of restaurants for it being like too expensive like we went Alyssa and i went into like this uh japanese like sushi place they didn't have a like a bar or anything like that it was just and it was like 16 dollars for a roll and i was like i'm not eating here and we had already ordered drinks but they hadn't brought them to us so we just walked out the door uh (laughs) but i remember one time after a church rally some dumb thing we went to we were at an applebee's for at least like an hour and a half almost two hours before we got our food and the place like wasn't busy and if i was driving if i was able to i definitely would have left that place but that was stupid dude here's the deal you should never ever wait more than 15 minutes for applebee's because all they're doing is michael waving it anyway uh not necessarily, but their kitchens are pretty gross. Oh, I forgot you used to check on fire extinguishers. Yes, sir. Invent hood suppression systems in kitchens. And uh, don't eat at Applebee's. Don't eat at Texas Roadhouse. Don't eat at Olive Garden. And then just don't eat at any Japanese restaurant or Chinese. Just don't eat at any Asian restaurant. You're not – that. those are the worst. Uh, and a lot of um, – like. Mexican places was, are bad too. How was Hooters? Hooters was also disgusting. Yeah, Hooters had oh. a Hooters had a fryer, like so. We try to get there pretty early, but they do too, you know. I guess, but you know, you get there like eight thirty. They've already got their appliances on, and there's a fryer at one Hooters that would like shoot flames out the back, you know. So you're kind of like standing over this thing, trying to change the links in the suppression system. It and was, it looks like a truck from Mad Max. Yeah, it, it's pretty. And also, the fryers are on. So, like, if you slip, you're burning your foot off. Like, that's not a joke. Like, Shh. <laughs> Nope. Uh, anyway, Campania sucks. Uh, the food's crap. They're the portion size. There's so much. Huge. So much food. Everybody's bringing doggy bag home. And it, everybody's bringing a, a gorilla bag home. It's not a doggy bag. There's so much food. <laughs> it's like a buy one, take one from uh, Olive Garden. Yeah. But they only bought one, and they weren't supposed to take one. <laughs> yeah. they. Uh, it, it, 
so much food. But it's not just like it's so much crap food. The food isn't good. Uh, G Man said that, so they're just taking home tr- garbage in so a bag. He sits down <laughs> with him. He says, "My dude, look at this table. This is meant for two people. This is an appetizer, a dessert, and two entrees. Like." You could feed five thousand with this stuff, man. Like, yeah. Look at all the money the you're multitude. throwing away. Yeah. yeah. He was doing family style for one boy. <laughs> he was doing family style for a third grader. <laughs> Just like all this. Like the kids' menu is like, oh, you wanted three pound of spaghetti and forty-seven hot dogs. So the next part of this episode is really weird. Gordon makes a house call? Like, I don't know if he just couldn't talk to Joe about, like, how much money he was throwing down the drain, but he went and visited his wife, and, you know? And uh, that was just a real weird time. And then, yeah, they go to his house, and he meets his son, and then, like, the weird thing is, is he goes into, like, a dark room with with Mama's wife. It was a real weird segment. It was really sensual. I um, remember that where I was talking about my voice being boys to men. Yeah. He started boys to men voicing her and be like, it's going to be okay, girl. Everything's going to be fine now that we've come to the end of the road. You know? Um, The next segment, though, might be my favorite segment from this whole show that we've seen so far. And that's Gordon legitimately in the kitchen. And... He's, he's like running show, things. He's showing people like how to cook stuff, what to do. And like, dude, he like, seriously though, like if we could just like, if there was a show that just watched Gordon run a kitchen and like, he not like hell's kitchen where he's being a douche about it. where like, he is the head chef and he's got people around him that know what they're doing. Like I would, I, that's all my money. Like I want to watch, <laughs> I want to watch Gordon Ramsay on like a show like iron chef. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine him tangling with like, Bobby Flay, he would like, beat Bob. He would he would kill Bobby Flay. <laughs> Bobby Flay would would hang up his apron. He would fillet Bobby Flay and cook him and serve him to Bobby Flay. It would be just disgusting. It'd be, it would be the, <laughs> it's sick, nasty Bobby Flay on Flay action. You know, it'd be TVMA. No one would be able to watch it. Uh, and imagine the cuss. <laughs> oh gosh. Imagine the where he's draining all the blood out of him. Uh, next part, it's a, it's a spicy meatball. Hey, <laughs> that making the meatball spaghetti kiss. You know who else is uh, Italian? Who? Huh? I guess we're uh, gonna oh! make a meat. We're uh, we're gonna make a a meatball, I guess, huh? It's a return to form, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Romano is here in the studio with us. Ray, uh, what uh, do you think about meatballs? I, uh, uh they're all right, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you realize how good it is. <laughs> I think I'm just a little too high. So they, t- they take some meatballs to the street, uh, and they serve people meatballs in the streets. They just serve them meatballs. Meatballs in the Streets is my favorite um, Beastie Boys album. <laughs> I can't beat that. That's just, that's it. <laughs> that's dead on. Uh, unless you say, uh, 
Well, I mean, it's just too much meatball play for me. But you could say Meatballs in the Street is the sequel to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. But that's just too much meatball. Yeah, so uh, after they get to the meatballs, after they get done with that, they come back and the whole place is redone magically. Just mad. There were wizards that came in, magicians, and they did the whole thing and they got a new sign. Hormone Ranger came in <laughs> and she did her magic on it. Henry Potter. Oh, nice. Henry Potter and the Gobble to Gravy. And he comes in. And he fixes all the stuff and makes it look good. Uh, they got new appliances where their stoves didn't work before, and they fixed their broken trash, and they got smaller plates. That's a big one. Um, they finally they finally uh, uh, got a home for the Asian man, so he no longer has to live in the freezer. <laughs> they got my little house in the back. It's real nice. Um. New menu, they have like a risotto section and a fettuccine section and braised pork and bristeca and their meatballs. Uh, so that was cool. And Gordon's like, hey, guys, push the balls, all right? If people get hungry, you give them the balls. That That's it. That's how we <laughs> fix it. If you can't get your food out on time, you got to give them. Did you know? That Buddy's Barbecue is supposed to give you free hush puppies. Like if you're out in the lobby, they're supposed to send free hush puppies out to you. And most of them don't. And that makes me mad. I've never been to Bud Buddy's Barbecue. What? Yeah, we we were going to go last time and then we never did. Dude, we got to go because you'd love it. I'm, okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> I'm I'm getting jazzed up. You're right all now. hyped up. You're all hyped on buddies. Uh, so they play waiter bingo. Well, Gordon sets it up and he's like, "Hey, if you sell everything on the menu, you get a hundred dollars and a kiss from me." Uh, so everybody's trying to get a Gordon kiss. Um, you know, opening night relaunch. Restaurants packed, baby. Who's in there? So. You've seen you're familiar with the movie Master of Disguise, right? <laughs> yeah. So every character that Dana Carvey has ever played oh, no. in his life in his is life in the restaurant. Not his, not the, just from Master of Disguise in his life. SNL. Oh my god. Master gosh. of Disguise. This is a good one. I'm excited about this. It's a Carvey fest, my dude. You got you got Garth Algar. Garth Algar's there. Got, he he's there and he's like Hey, you guys have any red rope licorice I could eat? Okay. Um, he, he's got the, the, they brought a piano in. This is the second piano in a row for an opening night. Wow. And, and he just starts singing the chopping broccoli song. Yeah, broccoli. So they start serving and they're getting all the food out. Mm-hmm. And then this lady dog starts complaining that her food's bad. And the food ain't bad because Gordon put his stamp of approval on it. The food ain't bad. And then behind the booth from this lady is the church lady. And she reaches her head up and she goes, hmm, well, 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 well. Hmm. Could it be Satan? Hmm, it's probably this. What kind of Jezebel spirit did you walk in here today? Isn't that special? (laughs) Also, the episode where the church lady plays drums is pretty cool. Uh, 
Now we're just going to talk about Dana Carvey favorite bits. <laughs> oh man, that's such a good one. Yeah, but this old this old hag is just she just complaining about the food. She doesn't know what world she's in. She doesn't know what's going on. Um she's like my steak's too done and the steak's like not. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's it's tough. And then uh and then Gordon's like, "What's the problem?" She's like, "The food is disgusting. It's terrible." Oh, the, oh! There's nothing wrong with your food. You're just talking about your. Uh, you're talking out your butt, lady. Like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, <laughs> people are coming to the restaurant. He's like, "Oh, just, just go drink your coffee and piss off." And then people are coming into the restaurant, and he's like, "Hey, don't <laughs> just ignore the old bag." And I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. So this lady, so that lady's nuts. Well, then. They're holding on food, right? Because the manager guy got stressed out, and I, I don't ever. And he starts walking around and kissing babies, and he starts, uh, he starts singing "Chopping Broccoli" with Dana. Yeah, and, and his whole is causing the kitchen to hold up real bad. So there's another group of people who get disgusted, and they they wait for their food, they eat their food, but then this one woman's complaining. She's just she's a she's the other old hag. And uh, a couple of old bag ladies, and he she starts complaining in front of uh, Joe's mama. Yeah, she starts complaining in front of Joe Mama's mama, and <laughs> double mama action. And then she starts complaining to other customers, like, "Oh, this just tastes like ragu sauce." And then she goes outside, and another customer sticks up for him. And like just like starts, hey, yo, bitty. Yeah, it's what you do. <laughs> it's the um, it it's actually Dana Carvey as Bill Clinton in the first episode of the Dana Carvey Show. Now this is a deep cut. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen the first five seconds of the Dana Carvey Show, Mm-mm. but it comes on after Home Improvement when it premieres. Okay. Okay. So you got like families watching. And it's 9-8 Central on ABC on network television. And the next thing you see is Bill Clinton with udders feeding puppies. <laughs> That's the first shot of the Dana Carvey show, and we wonder why it only lasted six episodes. That's just a little comedy nerd <laughs> facts for you. Uh, I, I wanted more Dana Carvey. There wasn't enough. Anyway, Dana Carvey is like, hey, you little fart knocker. If you didn't like the food, why did you keep eating it? Huh? He goes, "Why don't you eat? Why don't you drink another bottle of wine, you alcoholic person?" He looks at her. He goes, "Why did you keep eating it? Uh, I'm not okay with how you're I acting. Did not, <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not have uh, pasta relations with that tortellini." And uh, I did not shove 17 uh, meatballs down my undie britches. Uh, Frank Caliendo has a good bit where he's like, uh, Bill Clinton was so smooth. It was sickening. He said, Bill Clinton, I'll, <laughs> I'll look you in the face. And he goes, I am not here. I'm not. He goes, isn't here just there without a T? <laughs> just, like, just, just dumb stuff. Uh, Frank Caliendo gets put in the same category as like blue collar comedy and stuff and like he's that. Not. And he's not. He's so funny. He's so underrated. I love Frank Caliendo. Um, well, 
let's stop talking about other things because we're going long. <laughs> yeah, we need to wrap this up. Well, that's the end of the episode. Gordon talks Joe up at miraculously, like the whole restaurant is able to work together. And, and at the very end of the episode, there's a circle, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I don't know if you know this, but you are all invited to a Greek wedding, a big fat one, if you will." And then they start throwing plates on the ground and <laughs> shouting, Opa. <laughs> half of that's real. <laughs> um, yeah, half of that is real. They did shatter plates. I don't know, man. They do good. Uh, I didn't read reality TV revisited, whatever. The restaurant probably closed. Uh, well, yeah, because the only one from season one that's still. Well, it's not currently open, but it was in 2016 was the old mill. But yeah. Yeah, but uh, hey, that's it for that one. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, tell us your favorite bits. Um, do we have any um, uh, iTunes reviews that we want to read? Uh, we do, yes, sir. All right, this is a uh, iTunes review from Unhip Word. It says best D and D podcast out there. Uh, it says I would have never thought that it was possible to create Gordon Ramsay into such a dynamic character. The two on this podcast really set the tone for what the fundamental meaning of art is. Aussie and Sham really have what it takes <laughs> to create the ultimate kitchen nightmares dream of a podcast. I think Gordy Boy would be pleased. Rating 420 out of 69. That's that's the best that's one. That's the kind of stuff we want you to write in our reviews. That's what we need. We need dumb jokes. Tell us. We want to know that there are other people like us out there. Also, here's the thing. If you like this podcast, rate and subscribe on iTunes. It's important. It lets other it boosts our like signal out to other people through iTunes. It helps us. It, it helps us know where we're at and where we want to do go. Do you want other do you want merch? Do you want other people to find us? Do you want this to become a rev- revolution and you could say I was there first? Yeah. Write a dang review. Write a review. Subscribe. Subscribe. Don't tell me that you're too busy to write a review. You know who you are when you said when I'm saying this. Don't tell me that. Who? I'm not saying it. All right. But but you know. But you know who you are. It takes thirty seconds. It takes it take you take thirty. You take a you write a review. Next time you take poop. Yeah. Next time you do poop. Yeah, because you get on your phone. I've never once, like, since I've had a phone, I've never once pooped without my phone. Correct. Never once. Every time. You get on the toilet, you get on the podcast, you go to your favorite podcast, Kitchen Nice Boys, and you leave a review under there, man. It's easy. We want we want so many reviews that it takes, like, we have to pick and choose which ones we read. Exactly. Come on. That's where we want to and be, that's guys. I know you can do you it. You can do it. We believe in you. That's realistic. We have plenty of people that are out here listening to this dang crap. Follow me anyway. on Instagram and Twitter at Austin Does Jokes, and you can see how much I talk about Scooby Doo on a regular basis. You can follow me at uh, Shana's Rad on all forms of social media. Hey guys, sorry about that big dirty boy cuss that we did in episode two. I'm real, real sorry about it. I feel really bad. Also, uh, real quick, we got a Facebook page, so get on Facebook. We do. Yeah, yeah. like us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I made it last night at like 3 in the morning. Yeah. 
Get on Facebook. So like us on Facebook. Write a comment. Also, when we say tell us your favorite bits, that means get on Twitter and tell us your favorite bits. <laughs> you could do that on Facebook now, too. Also on Facebook. Yeah. Cool. But. Well. I. Uh, Sorry about that cuss. I don't have anything to say. You know, you know what they say. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. You know what they say. 